The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book of the Bible as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and there's two videos at the top of the page there. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday, so if you would like to check that out, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and uh, at that time, he'll go live. He's there for, he'll be there for two hours today, Lord willing. And uh, so be sure to check that out. And then if you miss this by 3 o'clock, you can also see it on our Rumble channel. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is a Rumble channel. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on that and uh, pl- plus, ugh, 
Click on that, press the play button, and blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right, and uh, join us in the channel on Rumble. Click on that, that icon, and it'll take you over there. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel that we're on and we're streaming to. Also, before it's news.com, uh, top of the page, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. A number of Facebook pages that bear my name, as well as twitch.tv at Real Tim Brown and Twitter at the Real Tim Brow 2. Leave off the end off my name, put a 2 there, and you're good to go. Right up under where that is, uh, we're, we're streaming live on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. As we can sign up for an email newsletter, do that, guys. Help us get some of the the information that we put out out. It's being censored. You guys know that. Um, your posts are being censored on your social media platforms. I've seen it from many of you guys. So help us get that out. And and i got to tell you, if you're, if you're signed up for an email and you're not getting it, please click the contact button up here, top of the page, and uh, send me an email. Make it to Tim. And uh, we'll, we'll look at what's going on there because I, I believe that they're censoring our emails too. Um, so, yeah, let us know if that's going on. And then if you want our ministry email, that goes out today. It's only once a week on Saturdays. You get some exclusive content, images, and stuff like that. And then you'll know what we're ha- highlighting uh, special in our store as well. Go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. You can sign up for that right off the front page. And um, and then finally, if you agree with our message, you'd like to help keep us out there, you can uh, click the donate button at the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com, and uh, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And uh, we do thank you. And by the way, let me just highlight this for those who have not, uh, who did not see this yesterday, who who did not hear the interview with the four men that we had from Lapeer County, Michigan. Uh, these men have had enough of protesting. They've had enough of being upset. They've had enough of dealing with knuckleheads who don't listen to them and do what the people want and what the law demands. And they were convicted. They got into Matt Trujillo's book, The Doctrine of Lesser Magistrates. Great book. I highly recommend it. And those men joined us yesterday. You know what they did? They said, this is going to alter our life. It's going to make it a little more complicated. We really don't know what we're doing. But we're going to run for office, and all of them won. And two other guys, too, out of, I think it was, they said seven county commissioners, six of them won. You, you see what's going on? And already in their first month, they're already dealing with the whole LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ agenda and getting rid of the books out of their libraries, stopping the teaching of that in their schools. Um, they've already had a deal dealing with um, uh, the Second Amendment. And some other things, but but mainly their job is budgeting. That's what they told us. So if you didn't get a chance to see that, go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and check that out. It'll be encouraging for you. It really will. This is the very stuff we're talking about. We're not talking about D.C. We're not talking about even your state. We're talking about just right in your own backyard. You can make a difference. And, you know, we had the question. Uh, Eric, our friend over there, um, said, well, you know, if, if uh, power corrupts and absolute power up corrupts absolutely, he says, what stops any man from being a tyrant? The people do. Because as soon if these guys go in tyrannical on you, you guys in Lapeer, you have a duty to hold them accountable just like they were trying to hold the guys before them accountable. Because the fact of the matter is, all of us, all of us are prone to corruption in the flesh. We are. We're just prone to cor- corruption. And this is why we have to have godly men at every moment keeping an eye on things and holding men in check who have been given authority they to hold them in check. That's, that's our job. It really is. And I prefer that if we're going to have it, 
in this manner, I prefer it as close to home as we can do it. Just like uh, Mel Gibson's character says in The Patriot, you know, I'd rather have one tyrant 3,000 miles away rather than 3,000 tyrants one mile away. Uh, we want to keep those tyrants down to zero. And you can only do that if they're in your back, you're in your backyard. You, you can't do that if they're at your state capital. It's just almost impossible to do it or in D.C., um, just, just the fact of the matter. I want to play two quick videos. They're really short. And then we're going to bring on um, Kate Shimrani. And we're going to be talking about sugar and a little bit about uh, transmission. So here's the first one. Now, this is what gets me. Remember this chick who they put on the Supreme Court, uh, Katanji Brown, and she couldn't define what a woman was? I, I have no idea what that lady... It, I don't know what business she has performing any job, let alone having a Supreme Court justice position. This is another check. Senate Judiciary Committee is holding a confirmation hearing for this lady. She is a, a I want to say she was an attorney general um, judge. And I, I just want you to listen to the ignorance. Now, I, I can almost forgive the Article 5 thing because in her capacity, she probably isn't dealing with that. But Article 2, she ought to know what that is. She really ought to know. Listen to how she's questioned on this. And this is the people they're putting up in these positions. I could go and give a better answer than this lady did. Listen, listen to what goes on. Senator Kennedy. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and congratulations uh, to all of you. Um, judge on the far end, uh, tell, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. Okay. I wish you I had my crickets thing. Do is? Um, in my 12 years as an assistant attorney general huh? and my nine years serving as a judge, I was not faced with that precise question. Um, we are the highest trial court in Washington state, so I'm frequently faced with um, issues that I'm not familiar with, and I thoroughly review the law, our research, and apply the law to the facts presented to me. Well, you're going to be faced with it as a, if you're confirmed. I can assure you of that. Um, okay, that's that's it. It, it. I would have pressed it a little further. I would have asked her what Article One says. I would have asked her what the duties of Congress are, uh, because Article One really gets to stuff she should be dealing with on a frequent basis. Any challenge should be coming as to what Congress can make law for and what they can't make law for. And these are the people they're putting up, guys. Most of you in this audience. Let me let me just. Pat you on the back. Most of you in this audience could have answered those questions. If you listen to the Sons of Liberty long enough, you would you would know what Article 5 is. We've talked about that with the Convention of States and everything else. You would ne definitely know about Article 2 and what duties the executive branch has. I, for this lady to say, it's not coming to mind. <laughs> and then when she's really caught, she goes, well, I'm very diligent about looking into the law about things I'm not familiar with. Well, I understand that. If you're not familiar with something, you want to go learn about it. I do that. People ask me something, and if I don't know, I'm like, 
I don't know, but I'll go look it up and I'll try to understand what's going on there. But this is the judge. This is her job. She looks at the law. Uh, and this is what's going on. This is, these are the people they're putting up. These, uh, I, I want to say some things I probably shouldn't say. So I'm going to leave it at that. These are the kind of people they're putting up. It's ridiculous. And anybody that confirms that lady right there it doesn't need to be in office either because they don't know. They really don't. All right, this is from the CDC. This is the CDC director. I want you to listen to him about what he says the shots are doing. Check this out. We, we take vaccine safety um, very seriously. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, with, re with respect to um, reports of people experiencing um, debilitating illnesses, um, I mean, we, we, are, we are aware of these um, reports of, of people experiencing long-lasting health problems following COVID vaccination. But it's still uh, safe and cases, effective, right? In the clinical presentation of people suffering these health problems is variable, and no specific medical cause for the symptoms have been found. Um, we understand that illness is disruptive and stressful, especially under those circumstances, and we acknowledge these Health problems have substantially impacted the quality of life for people and have also affected those around them. And we hope uh, for improvement and recovery. And we will continue to monitor the safety of these vaccines and, and work with partners to try to better understand these types of adverse events. Okay, I want to address that right quick. For any of you self-appointed, bought and paid for fact checkers of the Mockingbird Media, lead stories with your your. 20-something-year veteran out of CNN, you lie in CNN, uh, to the rest of them that Facebook and the rest of them use. I want I, When people have this stuff up about the COVID vaccine, now they've taken it away from the FDA. They went straight to the World Health Organization. That's what they post all the time now. Okay, Here's the CDC director acknowledging they know it's doing it. They know it's causing harm to people, but it's still safe and effective for you. If this guy isn't the quintessential snake oil salesman, nobody is. Nobody is. They're saying it themselves. And by the way, let me just, these two guys right here, this is the guy from the FDA. This is the guy from the CDC. Every one of these are part of a crime syndicate. They're thugs is what they are. They're godfathers of these areas. And the guy from the FDA, he'll soon, he'll soon be on with the Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson, Johnson, any of those places, that's where it'll be. And it'll be making millions of dollars, and he'll be doing it knowing, knowing that he's murdering Americans. And I'm going to use the term murder because they know it's doing it. That's premeditation. If you're, not, if you're really not murdering and you really didn't know, you would be calling for a stop to this as soon as you found out. But they are admitting they know it, and they're still letting it go forward. The, flat, the fact checkers, the slack hecklers, as I call them, and NewsGuard is one of the worst. These guys, I'm going to tell you, they come to our site, and what they do is they send an email as though they're being cordial, and then they make accusations against us. They don't just ask questions. They make accusations that you're saying something that's false. And then what they do is they go cherry-pick one little article somewhere where somebody that they're trying to promote, CDC, FDA, some mockingbird media outlet and say, see, you're wrong because these guys say you're wrong. Okay, well, let's go to the actual studies, which a lot of times we point to. 
Here's the documentation. Some of it comes from the NIH website. And you hear crickets. And so I'm tired of responding to people. You know, the Bible says you respond to a fool according to his folly. And those people are fools. Because they're not interested in the truth. They're interested in making a name for themselves and bad-mouthing you. That's what they're in. In fact, this is, um, you know, Saturday. And as always, we have with us our nurse and nutritionist, Kate Shimarani. And if you want to know somebody who's been bad-mouthed, if you want to know somebody who's been attacked, if you want to know somebody who's been thrown in jail, you want to know somebody who's been fined and had all this kind of stuff go on, here's the lady right here. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. How are you? How's everyone Good. else? Good. Doing great. Uh, I'm rearing to go today. I'm ready to offend everybody. <laughs> well, I'm sure you have something to say about what's going on here, too, because this is a this is a big deal. I mean, here these guys are. They're coming out on camera. Okay, they're not they're not saying, hey, this is safe and effective. They're saying we're aware of the injuries and things that are that are happening to people. And I'll bet you they show up on a show, you know, the next day saying, oh, it's still safe and effective. You need to have these shots. You need to have your boosters and stuff. And you're just like, boy, you talk about a double minded man, unstable in all his ways, as James says. This is what these people are. Well, they're they're worse than that. You know, I um I was watching the Project Veritas um, thing with the guy, and I'm sure everyone's seen that now. Yes. Where he said, oh, I was just lying. I was just trying to impress somebody. I mean, this is how arrogant these people are, that they they think that they've got the scoop, that they know. That's what they want. They want to be the one that knows it. You know, well, we know it's killing people. We're creating our own virus. You've got that lot. Then you've got all the, the Pfizer documents were all released. And they wanted to keep it secret for 75 years. Everything's in there. Everybody everywhere. And then you see this, uh, I mean, I never thought he was all that anyway. Um, George Clooney saying, you know, these should be mandated. And then the absolute tool that he is says, well, you know, they said, you know, they all came out against polio because it killed some people. No, George. One of the polio vaccines killed 148, was it 168,000 or 148,000 babies in India in 2008 and paralyzed another 68,000. So it didn't, didn't just kill one or two. And even if it did kill one, that's one too many because nobody needs these vaccines. And you go back through history, every single one of these diseases that they tell you that you need one of their Rockefeller poison shots with aluminium, mercury, viruses, funguses, mold, aborted fetal cell lines, insects, uh, uh, RNA, animals, RNA, hamster, bat, you name it. If it's in scripture, they've shoved it in a vaccine that we shouldn't have in our bodies. Every single one of those diseases was just filled. Poor sanitation, poor living conditions, poor food, dirty water, dirty air, and no medical attention. That was it. When you And every single doctor. So these lying scumbags, which is what they are, have all got a wonderful piece waiting for them. Now, um, a friend of mine, and she's wonderful, and I put a little bit of a video. I think I've sent it to you. Dr. Michelle Stryden lives in South Africa. She's a Christian. She's got a ministry. She's a doctor, a medical doctor. And she's done a beautiful seven-hour video. And I just took a little screen record of a bit of it. We are created in the Lord's image, and his name is written in our DNA. And it's as simple as that. And what they're doing is every single time you have one of these shots, 
It's to turn you more and more and more so that you have Satan's name written and that you're not created any longer in the Lord's image. That's what this is. It won't work. It won't work because Satan's not smarter than our creator. And it's as simple as that. Now, before I get on to what I want to talk about, um, we, 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 all, we all know that this shot is deadly and it is deadly. If it's killed one, it's deadly. We we know that people are still lining up for it. We know that people are foolishly wearing masks. Now, last week, I went into London uh, for a checkup on my reconstruction. I go every year. The consultant is wonderful. He doesn't have a nurse in there. He always go always says to me, "What are you doing now for cancer? Anything new?" Because he's a he's a, a surgeon, a breast surgeon, and deals with cancer. We were chatting, and I said to him, "You know." <clears throat> You shouldn't give the patients uh, vitamin D when they've got cancer and you shouldn't give them iron, the, the one that they give you, the ferrous sulfate. He said, well, what are you doing? I said, well, you can give them mushrooms, mushroom extract for the vitamin D and you give them iron in its natural uh, its natural state. You can give them, you know, blackstrap molasses, almonds, dried apricots. And he said, that's interesting. Why? And I said, because if you give them those things, the uh, ferrous sulfate, you give them the vitamin D, it'll make their tumors grow. And he said, that's exactly what the oncologists give. There's a surprise right there. So we were talking about this. And when I came out, one of the nurses who I've known for 11 years asked if she could speak to me, which they generally do. You know, you get to know them a bit like I'm one of the last men standing type thing. And I've known this nurse for 11 years. Her hair is falling out. She's had two shots. She said she was so ill for six months after the second shot. Now she's losing her hair. And it's just what Cheryl said. It's that band at the front. And she was asking me what she could do. Then she told me others are losing her hair. Now, then I went around the corner to see, um, to get my bloods done. And I was in there and the phlebotomist then, I, I love them. They sing like canaries. And he starts telling me, yep, they're all coming in. They're losing their hair. Autoimmune diseases off the chart, recurrence of cancer. All of this, and it's all in the vaccinated. They're not vaccines. It's all in those that have had this Depop shot. So it's right there. And I said, so they're all coming to the private clinic. And he said, yeah. So they're going there. And what's happening is they're losing their hair and they're calling it an autoimmune disease like alopecia. So they're treating it like that. They're giving them steroids. They're giving them immune suppressants. Do you see this? All of these things that this is causing, they're all getting more and more and more money on the back of it. And this is happening everywhere. Now, the next thing that I, I had a great week, actually, talk about the Lord shoves everyone in front of you. I go into my regular petrol station and in there, the guy behind the counter who's from another country. I've been looking for you. He said, I haven't seen you in a while. And he's had a couple of shots because he has to go home to his own country. And his sister had a stroke. He's a young people are younger than me. And he also works as a particular position in a hotel. And this hotel has been um, given one of the government contracts and they have 200 rooms which are filled with the asylum seekers that are coming in. And he said, yeah, they're paid for these 200 rooms. The government are paying the hotel 275,000 per month for the rooms. Then they're bringing in a catering company to bring in breakfast, lunch and dinner, afternoon snacks, fruit and yogurt. And they're getting paid. You know what? I don't pick, I'm not having anything to say about that because this is the government that are doing it. And these are human beings. These are my brothers and sisters, just the same. 
So some of these people, if they're coming in and and it's a country that they think's better and whatever they've hardship they've gone through to get here, which I don't doubt that some of them have, and that country when you get there, they're going, yep, yeah, here's a nice hotel, food, water. Wouldn't you do it? Anyway, absolutely. This is the, yeah, this is the bit that made me interested. He said. And every day, the NHS nurses are coming to the hotel mm. and they come to test and do vaccines and they're paid £300 extra per day. And they drive into the car park in their Mercedes cars and their Lexus. Oh, yeah. And they're going on strike asking for more money. And they're going into these hotels. So myself and G-Singh, who you've had on the show, he speaks six Asian languages. And I said... I wonder if these guys actually understand what they're being vaccinated against. I wonder if they're ha- making true informed consent. He said, well, let's go and find out. So we're going to go there and speak to them. That's why I don't want to say the location awesome. too much. That's and, awesome. Yeah, and film it. And I want to catch these nurses. And I want to ask them very politely. So we're being given something so we can get in. I want to hmm. speak to the guys in there. And I'm going to be respectful, cover my hair. And uh, I want to know, because you know what? You nurses, and I know some of you look at this, you little trolls. If you're going there and you're taking that blood money and you're injecting these people and you're not getting true informed consent, Mm. because you don't know, first of all, if they, do they speak English? Are you speaking in their native tongue? Do they understand what you're saying to them? If you've got it written down, can they read? Can they read to the degree that they understand that documentation. Because if they don't, you're not getting true and informed consent, and it's medical battery in a court of law. That's right. Oh, you know, I I just cannot get my uh, my head around. You just keep going back through history all the way. It doesn't matter whether they're World Health Organization, George Clooney. It doesn't matter who is saying this vaccine's safe or this vaccine's not safe. Who is ultimately the executioner? It's the nurses. Yes, the person who pulls the trigger, the person who it's throws the, the switch. That's exactly yeah, they're what it is. They're not healthcare providers. Yeah. I, I wanna... tell you, I was at this private Go hospital. Ahead. It was spot the skinny person. I have never in one. And, and let me tell you, the staff in there are lovely. They were threatened. They were threatened in this big private hospital right in the center of London where all your celebrities go, even your royals go there. They were threatened if they didn't have these shots, they were going to be fired. And one of the one of the staff I spoke to, she had the, the her first shot, and then the next day they said, "Oh, you don't need it anymore." So they used coercion again. But these are private hospitals, the epicenter of cancer treatment, the London Oncology Clinic, round there, old Devonshire Place in Harley Street, and you you should see the food that they're serving in the cafeteria. I don't know why they just don't put a pillar over everybody's head and suffocate them. And they're all fat. The stuff, it's spot the skinny person. People are beyond getting fat. And the nurses uh, and the phlebotomists and the clerical staff, from the minute you walk in the door, they're all fat. And I'm not talking a bit fat. I'm talking about really fat here. You can call me fattest all you like. But you're not doing yourself any favors when you're getting yourself to that that degree. Yeah. You know, Kate, <clears throat> one of the things I want to get to before we get to the sugar issue is, is the transmission, because you do have something to say about that. But I want to highlight this guy. <clears throat> In my mind, this guy's a hero. 
He should be treated as such. There's no doubt about it. Dr. Michael Kirk Jr. Yeah. He's facing five years in prison. And for what? Because he knows what's in those shot. And instead of giving the people the shot, he swapped out $28,000 worth of doses of the, the experimental COVID nonsense that's fraudulently called a vaccine for saline and signing literally 2,000 fake vaccination cards for patients. And it was the, <clears throat> the whole idea behind it was to get around what tyrants were doing that were against the law. But yet he's the bad guy. Let me tell you something. If you're in uh, Michael Kirk Moore's Jr.'s, Dr. Michael Kirk Moore Jr.'s area, you need to go and support that guy. You need to go in droves, hundreds, thousands, and you need to show up at his hearings and you need to put the pressure on the, the the spineless people who won't do the same thing he will and stand up for the people and stand up for the law and stand up for their you lives. Know, Tim, in the it, future, yeah. there'll be a movie about him. I'm we sure. Had Schind- we had Schindler's yes. List. Oscar Schindler made sure that loads of people, he employed them so they didn't get murdered. And they made a movie about that, Schindler's List. You know, I'm not even going to argue about the history. I'm not right. interested. Right. Look, there's going to be a movie about this guy in the future that he that he saved people's lives. There's going to be a movie about many people who stood up and put their head up during all of this because history shows us that they always do it. There'll be trials. There'll be all of it. And people are going to lose their lives. But, you know, going on to this transmission thing, this is where I'm going to get offensive and I'm not offensive. I'm going to offend everyone here. Are you ready? Not most (laughs) of us. Most of us are already aware. Right. So, you know, I'm watching all of this unfold, all of it unfold everywhere. And I have met lovely people that just, they took this shot because they just thought, well, it'd be like any other vaccine. I don't believe any of it. I don't want it. I don't believe it, but I need to go get my kids from another country. I met a really nice guy and that's why he had it. He is the loveliest of men. That's how I'm describing a lovely, hardworking Sweat of the brown man who knows how to keep animals, had it has farm uh, farmland in another country. He had it for no other reason than to go get his kid. So he knows exactly what's going on. And I will not accept when I hear all of these now celebrities. And, and you know what I've said about some of them, Tim? Some of these people that are sounding the alarm are like cats up curtains. You know, when the cat gets spooked and it goes up the curtain and it's hissing. and <laughs> That's how I feel. A lot of people are in this. Not Fat and Dave. I'm he hearing... does something else besides screech. Yeah. But you know <laughs> what? I'm hearing some of these celebrities and some of these doctors, you know, this is what's going to happen. You all die. And these doctors are out there and they're, they're pushing all their stuff. Right. Let me say something here. There are doctors in this whole truth movement who are... They're not looking very healthy, let me tell you. They're looking like if they didn't eat for a month, they'd still be standing up and have plenty in the stack. Strength, plenty still in the trunk. And they're not looking very healthy now. Uh, you know, doc, Dr. Was, it, was his name Dr. The, the Z-Pack? Dr. Zelenko, was that his name? Zelenko, okay. Yeah, you know, God rest his soul, a good man. He was, what, in his 40s? Yeah, he looked he like he was not, like in his late 60s or something. Did not look healthy at all. And I'm, I've got a chihuahua here that just is making me scratch him the whole time I'm on the show. He's uh, he's on the table. <laughs> Dave's having a rest. He'll be up shortly. Um, So 
what they're saying is, you know, you, you, uh, you know, if you've had two shots, you're going to die. You're going to this, you're going to that. And we are seeing people die. And that's how I'm going to get onto sugar. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Matt Letezier said he never saw any football player drop or anyone in the stands uh, have a heart attack when he was. And I'm sure there would have been over the years, you know, somebody somewhere would have had a heart attack in the stands. But the point here is that we are exposed every single day to attacks on our health and well-being every single day. And the Food and Drug Administration, the clue is in the title, the Food and Drug Administration. So they've got it all stitched up. And I see people, uh, you know, they're out in their so-called truth movement. They're wearing, you know, people that are wearing masks and they're having their vaccines. People out there on marches and rallies. And I feel like everyone's really missing the main point here. Because if you inject, the reason that they inject these vaccines is to get around what the Lord created in us, our innate immune system. So... This is all linked together, what I'm going to say. We have a pipe from our mouth to our anus. It's just a pipe. And your food goes in and comes out the other end. If you've got any breakdown in any of those processes as it goes down that pipe, you're not going to get those nutrients where? Into the blood. The life is in the blood. It's as simple as that. And, you know, when you look at someone that's got pancreatic cancer, what what do they look like? Emaciated, they literally starve to death because they're not producing uh, the enzymes that they need to break down the food. Our mouth is alkaline, our stomach is acidic, our pancreas releases a substance to make as it comes out of the stomach, so it's no longer as acidic. The carbohydrate and the fat digestion begins in our mouth. It switches off for a little while while it gets to our stomach and protein digestion begins. Then it goes into the uh, small intestine. It is so fantastic. This vehicle that was created in our Lord's image, and he signed it in our DNA. His name is there in our DNA, Yahweh. And so they're worried about all this, but they're breaking their immunity. So when you're injecting that in, and what we got told with the whole AIDS thing was, oh, you know, if you touch anyone with AIDS, if you kiss them, if you drink from the same container yep. or you use the same utensils, you're going to get AIDS. You're going to get AIDS. And so there was a whole generation who were terrified, a generation who were terrified to go near them. I was working in the operating department and we had to collect a guy who was having teeth out from the ENT ward. And I remember taking this guy back after the surgery. And I had a visor on, a mask, gloves, paper gown. And I look back now, I was in my early 20s. I was probably, what, 22? I'm utterly ashamed. 23 I was. Utterly ashamed that I was so ignorant. How did that guy feel? I remember he was a young guy because he was HIV positive. Because I was ignorant. I didn't know. I just listened to what they said. So what they're telling us now, remember, we're not fighting flesh and blood here. We're fighting principalities. This is a war on the mind. And it's not just this that's a war on the mind. It's everything. Everything is a war on our mind. They're creating it with, with all of the EMF, with the TV, with the movies, with the media, with the food. If you don't think food's not a war on your, a war on your mind, you should take a look at what even lack of zinc does to your brain. And what MSG does, 
monosodium glutamate. What aspartame does to the frontal part of your brain, that's re- your frontal lobes responsible for tension, tact, tenacity of endeavor. They make you, you know, be aware of other people so that you think before you, you know, you speak. When you switch that frontal lobe part down, you're not even good at mixing socially with people. You know, you become, you become, uh, you know, like really loud or or you get Tourette's. So this is a war on our mind and the devil uses fear and prejudice and the Lord uses hope with our helmet of salvation. So what we're being told by these so-called doctors in this whole movement is, oh, you know, we've looked and, um, you know, it's got these self-assembling nanobots. It's got graphene in it. Yep, I'm sure it has. And it's got it's got the spike proteins. Yep, I'm sure they do. And I and I'm seeing all that. But what happens when it gets in our body? Well, if we're going to put any of that graphene in our stomachs, we if we're eating right, if we're looking after this, and if we're listening and if we're listening to our symptoms, we can address that. We should have enough stomach acid, 1.5 to 3.5. If we're using our, our mind and we're looking at the way we should be looking after our babies, we know that we should be breastfeeding our babies. Our men know that they should be bringing the bacon home, the food home, not literally bacon, but it's the same, bringing the bacon home. You know, we should be growing our own food, nutrient dense. We shouldn't be feeding our babies any food till their premolars are in. When the premolars are in, we start to release tylen, which starts to break down our carbs, starts to break down. And we have underneath our tongue, we have linguinal lipase for breaking down the fats. When it gets into our stomach, we should not be eating all day long, snacking on all this garbage food. You know, it doesn't matter how many times you go, I'm not having a vaccine, I'm not having a vaccine, I'm not having the COVID shot. And then you've got your face in the donuts and a coffee with this high fructose corn syrup in it. You can forget that the vaccine's going to kill you. That stuff's going to kill you just as quick, if not quicker. So, you know, we, we have all this to consider. Are we sleeping enough? Are we using natural light? So they're telling us and people are terrified. They're going to die. They're going to die. And I, I'm going to call them out. You doctors that are saying this are not looking a pillar of health yourself. Some of you are really fat. I see them all of them, all, all of the people. I'm not going to single anyone out anyway because you know what? They, they, they don't need me to say it. That's right. Um, That's right. Let me let me address and, something. Let me address something really quick here. Uh, we've got going on in the Rumble chat. Um, uh, you know, somebody saying, "Oh, nature is God, and God is nature." No, it's not. I mean, that's like saying a baby. <laughs> a baby is the parent. That's what it's like saying. The baby does not create itself. The parents come together. A sperm and an egg come together. There are so many months in, in between there, and that baby comes forth. It is the product of the union of love of mom and dad in the marriage. That's what it's supposed to be. Now, I know it happens outside of marriage, but that's because people violate God's moral law, and we all know it. We all It's, it's the natural law, but it's also the written law. So when you make an argument about this kind of stuff, you better have some logic to it. And he keeps saying nature is God. No, it's not. Nature has a God. In fact, our forefathers, even our forefathers, some of them who may have completely believed the Bible and some of them not, they recognized that within nature there was a lawgiver. And nature doesn't give laws. God has set that in in motion. He has put that in play. And so if you're going to come in here and try to poison the well, you saying yes it is doesn't make it so, sir or ma'am. I don't know who you are. 
No, that's your yeah, opinion. Your evidence. Some that's your opinion. Yeah, that's your opinion. Everybody, everybody knows. Let me let me give these examples, and I'll give it right back to you. <clears throat> everybody knows that when you go into a when you come up on a house, you don't say, "Oh, the land just produced that house." You don't walk into your, your to your desk and there's a computer there and you go, the desk must have just produced this because it's nature. You don't do that kind of stuff. You don't think so illogically. And you know what? By the way, the scriptures do say that Jesus is the word. The word there in the Greek is, yeah, nature has laws, but who gave them? Nature didn't give them. Nature's not, a, not an entity to give laws. It's not. The Creator is, and Jesus said that God is a spirit, and He desires to be worshipped in spirit and in truth, not in nature. In fact, if you're worshipping nature, if you think nature is your God, you need to read Romans 1. Let me bring that up really quick, just for you, my friend. I, you know, I, I'm not trying to beat you over the head, but if you're going to come in the chat, you're going to have to man up on this, and uh, you're going to have to respond to the reality and just instead of saying giving your opinion, because that's what you're giving. I'm giving you the Word of God. And I didn't say God wrote the Bible. I say God moved upon holy men to write the Scriptures over thousands of years and gave predictions or prophecies of the coming of the Savior of men from their sin, which you're engaged in. And here's what the Scripture says to you. I want you to listen because you're a worshiper of nature. Of nature. You've already said nature is your God. So Romans 1 addresses you. Paul says in verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. You see this. You call it nature. It's really God. And unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. It's manifest in you, sir or ma'am. I don't, I don't know, and I'm not trying to offend you with whether you're a man or a woman. But it, you know it. It's manifest in you. For God hath shown it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. That's you. You recognize that somebody had to make this, what you call nature. They had, to, they had to make it. It's the creation, and it's the God of creation who made it, the lawgiver himself. Even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. You're without an excuse. You can, excuse, you can try to excuse yourself with nature, and it's not going to work in the day of judgment. I'm going to tell you that. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful. But listen, this is what you've done. But became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And what did they do as a result of becoming a fool? And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God, not nature, God, nature's God, into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to the uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their bodies, their, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, listen, listen, my friend, and worshipped and served the creature... And we could add, because he's talked about the creation, and the creation more than the creator who, ble who is blessed forever. 
Amen. And then he goes on and he talks about giving them up to all these kinds of things. Now, I don't know your life. I'm not going to sit here and point the finger and say specific things, but you can read the rest of that passage, and I'll bet you'll find yourself engaged in these kinds of things. So I, I want to address that. You can keep on talking. You can keep on writing all you want. That's not my opinion. This was written outside of me. And this, is, this has been steady over thousands of years. The scriptures were not recent as in 1900s or 1800s. They were written back from the first century going back more than 1,500 years from different authors. And they're all pointing to the same God who, who in the garden gave one law, and that was you can have everything in the garden that I've given you except for this one tree. Don't eat of that. And because man said, nope, we won't have it your way, we'll do it our way, they fell into sin, and as a result, it brought death, and that is a reality. And death comes because of sin. Men violating God's law, his moral law, which is, it's right in the creation. The majority of it is right in the creation. And so when you come in here saying that stuff, you're not going to get off that easy. Okay, you're just not going to get off that easy. And so... Oh, I need to get back on my topic because I was exposing you? Billions of years. Can you prove that? No, you can't. So I, I'm sorry we got off the thing, but, but obviously you've been indoctrinated. Look, I, I have pity on you that you have been indoctrinated that way, to believe in billions of years. There is no such thing. The Bible's clear about what it is. The reason men think there are billions of years is because they see things created. Let me ask you something. Just one question, then we'll give it back to Kate. Sorry, I'm going to preach here just a little bit. But, but here's, here's the reality. When men date things, how are they dating them? How are they dating them? They go in there, they see a stalactite, and they say, okay, the water's dripping it this long, so we're going we're gonna to go back and we're going to calculate, okay, it must have been up here because it's dripping this amount of time, and we're seeing that the stalactite grows. Well, how are you sure that it wasn't dripping a whole lot faster maybe 500 years ago or 1,000 years ago? And so that stalactite would have grown quickly. The greatest example is Mount uh, St. Helens out of Washington after the volcano. And people were talking about, oh, all this stuff couldn't have happened. And yet they saw numerous layers of sediment laid down in a period of months that they would have told you it took billions of years to do this. They are lying to you. You're being lied to. And you know what? I can't change your mind. I'm not in the business of changing your mind. That has to be God who has to take out of you a heart of stone and give to you a heart of flesh. But I can tell you this. The way you're talking, you're at war with God. You're at war with God. You're not at war with me. I'm just a person just like you, a sinner, that God saved out of my sin. And I know he saved, out of my, saved me out of my sin because I experienced the change in my life. I, I didn't go looking for him. I didn't. What I'm involved in, yes, I can take religion as my oath, but I'm not involved in religion. I'm involved in the fact that I preach a message in which my Creator had mercy on me, a rebellious sinner. I went against His laws. And you know what happened? He had mercy on me. And He had mercy on me because He sent His Son, who He prophesied through His prophets hundreds of years even more than a thousand years before he showed on the scene. In fact, he said it in the Garden of Eden. He said he's going to come and he's going to crush the serpent's head and the serpent's going to bruise his heel. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, my friend. And if you don't repent, you're going to die in your sins. You're under the judgment of God. And the Bible calls you to repent. Stop thinking stupid thoughts like you're thinking because they are stupid. They're illogical. 
You have no basis at all, not in science, whatever you want to call that. It's pseudoscience, Paul warns us about. You have no basis in history over this. Yes, you're at, you're at war with them. You can say you're not all you want, but you are. You're at war with them. And the Bible commands you to command. God commands you to repent. I have no authority over you, but God does. And he says you're already under condemnation. And if you don't repent, you're going to die in your sin. All right? I'm not going to deal with you anymore. If you're going to come up here and you're, going to, you're just going to poison the well and things like that, everybody knows exactly what you're doing because I'm letting them know exactly what you're doing. All right? All right, so we're back on the issue of this transmission. I want to get to that transmission before we get to sugar, and I know we're going to go over because we only got about six or seven minutes here. But what have you discovered about transmission? Because people are talking about that. I watched a video this week. Somebody sent it to me, Dr. Brian Artis, who we had on the show to talk about the snake venom. And I was fascinating. Uh, it was fascinating to hear him talk about the fact that they now have – you know, they've demonstrated the, the venom stuff that he was talking about in the shot. Now he's saying they have, like, cobra venom in an aerosol can, and he's saying there have been people who've been using it, like, on an airplane, like they're disinfecting something, and he said it's specifically targeting those who've taken the shot. I'm assuming it has to be taught. If people are breathing it in, I'm assuming it has to be affecting those who haven't been vaccinated. But what are you seeing here with the transmission? Because we're hearing that from a lot of the alternative media. Uh, they call it shedding, which we tried to make the distinction of that, of the old style, what they called vaccines, and what they're doing with the mRNA. What's your thoughts on that? Because you've been doing uh, some study on that as well. My thoughts are that it's all the same. It's all linked. If you are eating garbage food, not getting out in the sunlight, if you're uh, exposing your body to more toxins than that your body can manage, then you're going to have more of an effect of that. So eat, let's, let's, for instance, say that all of a sudden, yeah, they can create something in a lab because we know viruses don't exist and that you can shed it. So let's say you shed it. Well, if if they only think about this logically, Dave, now I called Dave in and now he's just taking over. Um, think about this logically. If they could get this into you that easily, why did they even bother injecting it? Why not just spray it over every city and every village? Why not just do that and infect everybody? Why go to the trouble of creating this vaccine, this bioweapon, and then having to move it all and all the drama that goes with it, and then rely on people to decide whether they're going to be injected or not. If you could really create something that could be spread in droplets, breathed out or in body fluids, why not just put it in an aircraft then? Why not put it in the water supply? Why not just put it in all the milk supply? Do, do you see how logical that is, what I'm saying to you? Why do the Russian roulette of letting people choose? You you wouldn't, would you? Why would you go to that amount of effort if you could do it just like that? So this is about, it's a compliance thing. It's a, it's a war on the mind. And they kept all of the alcohol, all of the fast food places open during the so-called pandemic. Why? Because they need you to be eating that garbage food. Why? Because it's going to switch off your immunity. It's going to make your blood sticky. That's exactly what sugar does. 
Um, your every molecule of molecule of sugar you eat, you need. Uh, I mean, I've actually got it written down here, and this is all connected. This is all in with your shedding. So, you know, every single every single excess uh, amount of sugar that you've got in your bloodstream. So let's say you've not had a vaccine and you have had a vaccine. Let's say it's both. Let's say it's both those people and you've got all those spike proteins and you're forming clots, right, in your blood vessels. You've got clots in there. And we've done about arthrosclerosis. So let's say that you've got loads of excess, excess sugar in your blood. It's going to bind to proteins and form advanced glycolated end products. And they're going to sit clumping in your blood vessels. Now, everybody out there who never, ever eats those sugar or hidden sugars, you put your hand up and say, I. Now, I can say that I didn't at all for two years. And it was much easier to be 100% clean than it is to be 99% clean. And lately, I've been really getting my act right back into it because I feel the effects when I eat things I shouldn't and I just don't want to do it. And that's why I've been getting better and, and leaner again. So when you've got that that AGE, that uh, advanced glycolated end product in your bloodstream, making your blood vessels narrower and you've got the spike proteins, then you're going to be more likely to get what? A stroke. Or you're going to more likely have problems with your eyesight because you eat sugar and then what happens is it starts to block little blood vessels. If it's in your brain, it's going to be a stroke. If it's if it's to your eyes, you're going to go blind. If it's to your penis, guys, you're going to get impotence. If it's to your kidneys, you're going to get problems with your whole urinary tract, your blood pressure, anywhere where there's a rich supply. So if you think about like diabetics, that's what they have when they've got blood in their uh, sugar in their blood. They get all these things wrong with them. So if you're having the spike proteins and you're eating all that stuff now, what happens is when you um, when you um, have that in your blood, table sugar, which is um, two molecules of monosugars, it's sucrose. And then if you've got your glucose and fructose, your monosugars, they require so one molecule of sugar, one molecule of sugar require one molecule of glucose, sorry, requires 28 molecules of magnesium to metabolize it and your table sugar is made out of two molecules of monosugars glucose and fructose and that requires 56 molecules of magnesium mm. to metabolize it okay so can, yeah can you hold on just a second we about yeah, yeah to, i've got i've got 20 minutes we got head off okay on. we got about 20 seconds here i want you to tell people where they can find out about your new show and then we'll oh. we'll close out the radio and you guys can catch us on sons you got 15 seconds go <laughs> Unity News Network, Unity News Network. And you can also look on the British Nursing Alliance channel on Telegram and you'll find that uh, every week. And it's a great show. You're going to get lots of things on there. Yep, yep. And this week we, you, you had uh, Dee Minnie Mitchell, who we've had yeah, on we the did. show as well. Uh, and next, uh, so week, we're... next week we've got an American nurse, a okay. palliative care nurse who can't work again from the injections. Okay. And she's talks about palliative care as well. Okay. Bradley being with you at three for two hours today. Have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. Read the Word of God with some people. Get together and encourage them. See you Monday at 6 a.m., Lord willing. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. I, I did want to give you a, a plug for that, and uh, I sent you a thing because we were. What I wanted to do was I wanted to take your show and I wanted to uh, be able to promote it on the websites, but it was on D Live, and unfortunately for us, even though I think D Live has great quality, 
The problem is they don't have an embed code you can do. They save like about the last seven or nine shows, and then they kind of rotate off. So there's no way for me to kind of get that out there. I'm wondering if uh, Unity News Network has a Rumble channel or something like that where we could grab that. I can push it out there. But I wanted people to know that's that's on Wednesday nights at 2 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. U.K. time. Uh, that you can catch Kate anytime, and then you can catch her always here on Saturdays. Uh, she's been with us. Boy, we're we're in our third year together. Time has gone by really, really uh. fast in that. And you know what? I thank God that He, in His providence, and it wasn't nature doing this. In God's providence, He put us together uh, for that because it was right as you were getting you know shut out of everything. And, you know, you had a pretty big platform yourself with with the people who are listening to you anyway. But I'm I'm grateful because not only did we give you a voice there on this platform, but you've taught me a bunch. You've taught me a bunch. And it isn't just about. Yeah, we have some great chats, don't we? It isn't it isn't just about health. I want people to know that uh, that I Kate is what she preaches uh, in private when she's not on camera and it's not just the health aspect it's the spiritual aspect i watched you go out and speak out and say the truth i watched you be just obliterated in the rag media over there in the uk i watched you attacked by your own son i watched you go to jail i watched friends turn on you and in all of that there were times where you were stressed out i know that uh, but in all of that, you kept the faith. You didn't abandon God and say, why are you doing this to me? You stood your ground. You've grown stronger. I, I believe that. I've seen God work in your life. And um, I, I praise God that he gave us the opportunity that you could be on the show on Saturdays. Yeah, amen. Thank you for that. I've never once thought, why is, I've never questioned my faith now. Never. Nothing can question it. Nothing at all. Nothing's made me think, oh, you know, it's like when why would God do this? God's not doing it. We we have free will, and you know, the devil's time is coming to an end. And this is why we have free will of what goes in our mouths. And when we have a baby, um, we are there to look after that child, not hand that child over to the authorities for them to tell you what to do. Um, you know, this is all even right down to you know, the baby clinics are funded by the companies that make the formula milk, and they want you to feed your baby with the wrong milk, and it is the wrong milk. You know, it's not even and and you've got the midwives telling the, um, you know, the the nursing and midwifery council taken over by the government in in 2001. And the midwives are telling the, the women whose babies are waking up, uh, give your baby a little bit of, you know, a bit, bit, bit of baby rice to make it sleep. These babies are chemically coshed. They shouldn't even be having. They're called the milk teeth, the little teeth at the front, because that's all your baby should be having your milk. And you don't feed your baby till those Premolars come in. They don't have tylen to digest this baby rice and this baby cereal. And then it's this, you know, uh, genetically modified wheat. And you, then you've got problems with the gut. Uh, and so it goes on. And uh, they're robbing everybody of their health because they're not listening to what they should be listening to and reading the word of God. So going back to this sugar thing, and this is all connected, you, you know, when you switch off your um, immunity, when you've had sugar for about four hours, if you're eating sugar and you need all of those, uh, all of that magnesium to just metabolize just one little molecule of sugar, then you're going to get deficient in magnesium. And there's over 300 
metabolic processes require magnesium in your body. Um, you know, when I think back to pre-cancer, I used to have a twitching eye all the time. I used to get leg cramps all the time. I had restless legs. These are all signs of magnesium deficiency. The fact that preeclampsia and pregnancy, these are all signs of magnesium deficiency. So what's everyone eating? They're eating sugar, sugar, sugar. It's in everything. It's white poison. It's more addictive than crack cocaine. Do you think that they don't know this? Of course they know it. The Food and Drug Administration, they know exactly what they're doing. And they're, they've just got you looking over here and talking about transmission, transmission, transmission. Turn your head off, put your faith in the Lord, and then ask the Lord to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. Because you'll know when you listen to your body what you should be eating. We should be we should be growing our own food so it's nutrient dense because it, nutrient dense. What's in the soil is robbing it of the nutrients as well. The glyphosate for a start. That's chelate zinc. A lot of the industrial fertilizers they use stop the plants from taking up magnesium as well. They stop the magnesium in the soil. So we're all deficient. And this is why people are getting sick. So do you see the perfect storm? They come along. They give you this injection. And it's just a cluster bomb. It's the first step to your downfall. Or it's the 10th step to your downfall. Or maybe it's the 20th step to your downfall. It depends what you're doing. And this is why it's not just that you're getting a deadly dose and you've you've had an anaphylactic reaction to maybe the chemicals in it. You might be the fact that your tipping point might have already been reached. So you've already got a third up blood vessel. Now, look at my good friend, Jeff Wyatt. He was a wonderful man. He had a pot belly on him. He loved cakes. He loved sugar. That's exactly what he did. He loved cakes and sugar and chocolate. So he was having angina, which is when the, the muscles, your blood vessels are spasming. That's what your angina is. If they spasm enough, you're going to have a heart attack. So if you get one of these, these uh, holes in your blood vessel, which your cholesterol goes to, your low-density cholesterol to plug it up, and but you're eating loads of sugar and your inflammation's still up there and this whole process is still going on and your your the sugars in your blood vessels, is in your bloodstream is binding to the protein and clogging and furring up your arteries even more, as well as the spike protein, do you see? Then you go and you have a big adrenaline surge. What are you going to do? You're going to knock that clot, that clot off or... You're not going to get a spasm in your blood vessel because you don't have enough uh, magnesium. It's not just, it's not the shedding. I, I've looked at these doctors and these people that are talking about it on these Wake Up America tours and in the UK. Why are none of you talking about, you need to get your health in check. You need to look at what you're eating, what you're drinking what you're using in your home. You need to get your health as good as you can get it. Because also when you're eating the sugar and you've got this uh, magnesium deficiency, you're going to start affecting the methylation pathways in your liver where you get rid of these toxins. And so I, when we breathe something in, we have so many mechanisms to protect us. When we put something in our mouths, we have mechanisms to protect us. The mouth is alkaline, the stomach is acidic, the vagina is acidic. This is why when, um, you know, we've talked about this with a lot of the homosexuals that were partying hard, they were doing drugs, um, 
you know, you shouldn't have semen in the in the anus. You shouldn't have it in the stomach. And also, I, I was explaining this to my friend. When a woman has intercourse with a man and the man ejaculates, that semen with this sperm in it does not go up inside the uterus and along the fallopian tubes where fertilization of the egg takes place two thirds of the way along the fallopian tube. The That fertilized egg keeps on coming down the fallopian tube and then down into the uterus, which is like a, a closed pair of lips. It's closed. It's not like it looks on the diagram open. By the time it reaches the uterus, it's a bundle of cells. It's a blastocyst. That whole process, that semen doesn't go through the cervix into the uterus, only the sperm, only the sperm swim through. So if that semen were to go inside the uterus, the uterus begins to contract violently. You can go into shock because semen is not meant to be in there. Do you see how many processes that the Lord put in this fantastic body to protect us all the way along? All of our mucous membrane down our digestive tract, even in our intestine, those cells are renewed every three to five days. Every three to five days. We have a sphincter between when the food go down the food pipe before it gets into our stomach. There's a two way sphincter there, uh, two, two muscle rings. The food shouldn't go back up. Now, when that closes before the one further down opens as it comes out the stomach, it will not open this other one at the bottom until that food in there has been in there a good hour and a half and it's already partially digested. So if you keep eating and you keep letting more and more food in there, this keeps going close, close, close. There's more coming in that's not ready. And your body's trying to do it. And that's why you then end up with food in the stomach eight, 12 hours later that's not digested properly. And then you get, it starts to ferment and you get the bloating and the gas. If you're then getting food going into your intestine, that's not the protein that's not digested properly, then you need to produce even more bacteria for those that are eating loads of meat and they keep eating all day. Then you get all your microbiome goes awry. Then you've got this meat setting up pockets of inflammation. And this is why you see high high um, bowel cancer with people who take a meprosol, a drug to stop the stomach acid. People that eat loads of meat, but not enough fiber. And so you see the every single process that's in our bodies is a remarkable. We have the appendix, which also secretes like a lubricant and more bacteria. You know, we and then when you get into the large colon for extracting water, it's so fantastic. So these are all mechanisms that are put in. So whether you, you've you got someone who's injected and they're breathing it out, well, okay, well, breathe in. We've got our mast cells. Now, our mast cells require zinc. So if we're eating the foods that the Lord has given us, then we should have good zinc levels and we've got this to protect us. If we are eating all the right foods and our stomach acid is as it should be, I mean, if you're eating a great big meal last thing at night, you're going to get that meal pressing on that cardiac sphincter and it's going to weaken it. And that's where you start to get reflux as well. So if you're taking loads of drugs, uh, a prescription medication, even anti, um, anti-inflammatories, anti which we've done on the show, all of these things. And remember, this is pharmacia. It's sorcery. It tells us in scripture we're going to be deceived by the merchants and their sorcery, which translates back to the Greek 
as pharmacia. So if you're doing all this, you're just degrading down. So, you know, I I see this as a massive war on the mind where they're trying to divide and conquer even further. That's right. Don't touch the vaccinated. Yep. We're the pure bloods. I don't call myself a pure blood. It's ridiculous. No, it's the it's, difference between those who are made in the image of God and want to stay that way and want to honor him and those who want to do their own thing. That's the difference. It's, a, it's a, the, doing your own thing. And, and by the way, you, you mentioned these people who do it for different reasons. They're still doing it in defiance of what God said. You made mention of Leviticus 17 a little while ago. The life of the flesh is in the blood. This yeah. was known long before modern medicine. Moses wrote it, I believe, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Everything is in Scripture. That's right. It is. Science, it is. Science didn't know it first. Scripture knew it first. That's right. And science is trying to catch up. But it never will because it cannot supersede or top what the Lord has created. It's as simple as that. And you know what I see? I see all of you doctors out there selling your supplements. 90% of these supplements are synthetic. And they're pushing that. Push, push, push. And I don't hear any of them pushing and saying, get a greenhouse, get some chickens. If you've just got window boxes, you're in an apartment. Get some window boxes, get some indoor stuff, start growing your food. I don't hear any of them saying that. I hear all of them saying the same thing. Now, I say, you know, yeah, a grounding mat, but I also say get your shoes off and walk outside with nothing on your feet. The most important thing you can do is what you eat. I always say the clue is in the title supplement is to supplement a natural diet. If you're growing it yourself, you know what's going in it. And it's going to be more nutrient dense. Lick your seeds before you put them in the ground. Um, you know, all of this stuff. I just hear all of these doctors going, uh, you know, you need to buy this. You need to buy this. You need to buy this. And they're not exactly looking the pillar of health themselves. And and it's foolish because for what? Because everybody's still out there drinking alcohol, smoking to excess, drinking alcohol to excess, they're having their beer, which has all got your hybridized wheat in it. Uh, they're having um, they're having all their sugar, their fast food. They're on the they've got their smartphones on. They're watching the TV. So what's the point? What is the point? And I, I just want to go back to I really like this um, Psalm 68. Cry from the depths of sorrow. Uh, 68 to save me, O God, for the waters have risen to my neck. I have sunk into the mud of the deep and there is no foothold. I have entered the waters of the deep and the waves overwhelm me. I am wearied with all my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are wasted away from looking for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me without cause. Those who attack me with the lies are too much for my strength. How can I restore what I have never stolen? Oh God, you know my sinful folly, my sins you can see. Let not those who hope in you be put to shame through me. Lord of hosts, let not those who seek you be dismayed through me, God of Israel. It is for you that I suffer taunts, that shame covers my face, that I have become a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my own mother's sons. I burn with zeal for your house and taunts against you fall on me. When I afflict my soul with fasting, they make a taunt against me. When I put on sackcloth in mourning, 
Then they make me a byword, the gossip of men at the gates, the subject of drunkard songs. This is my prayer to you, my prayer for your favour. In your great love, answer me, O God, with your help that never fails. Rescue me from sinking in the mud. Save me from my foes. I can tell you, I've listened to that psalm and said that psalm so many times on the forest. And the Lord answers every single time. If you Amen. ask, I, yeah, I say, Lord, lead me over to those. Knock and it'll be open. Ask, you shall receive. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so, you know, everything is here. And we, we need to stop listening to these people saying transmission. They're all infecting all of us. No, they're not. No, they're not. Because I'm not sick. And God knows the day and the hour of my death. And I was in London at the London Oncology Clinic blessed to see those staff that I saw 11 years ago, even the surgeon who thought he was doing for the best and did my surgery. And I'm still here and he's so respectful of me and and supported me. And all of the people that I met all the way along that were injected, that had done it for all different reasons, were gracious. They were polite. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm having a log burner put in and through that lovely family, they're Jehovah's Witnesses, and I, I've gone for um, meals with them. Their children are injected. Lovely people. Um, they introduced me to another one of their friends, a wonderful man who, um, we, you know, we went hiking. And he did it for all, you know, actually the next day. We did so much hiking, I could hardly walk the next day. It was quite funny. Even Nelly the dog came home, got in a bed and never got out. We did seven hours and six and a half were going up and down hills. But, um, you know, these people are, they did it for all different reasons. We shouldn't be turning our backs on them. We should just accept that they might have knocked their constitution even lower. But if they're not going to eat the rest of the poison that is in this multi-pronged attack, look at Jeff. Jeff never had those vaccines, but he died in yep. his 50s. Yeah, He died in his 50s. Um, when I go to the London Oncology Clinic, I see people there in their 20s with cancer and their 30s. And many people who were diagnosed the same time as me are no longer here. By the grace of God, I'm here. And I'm not going to lie, that diagnosis was the best thing that could have happened to me. That cancer diagnosis. Another lie that is to terrify everybody. You know, cancer, the big boogeyman. It's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call that you have yep. broken the vehicle that you're in and you've got a chance to turn it around. And um, this whole transmission, I'm not buying it because, you know, to, to accept that you've had one shot, two shots. Yeah, if you keep doing it, if you keep having it, it's a Russian roulette and you keep eating your garbage, you can guarantee that you're going to meet your creator quicker than what you might have thought you were. But I'm not going to accept that, you know, Satan and his minions are smarter than the Lord and his angels and it's as simple as that for me and yeah. i have a lot of peace in that a lot of peace so i'm just going to carry on and i'm just going to help as people come to me which they do with cardiac problems with uh, skin problems i i was lecturing this week to a group of people that i go once a month and it's like lecturing to a group of mates now and they all come there faithfully and they sit and it's wonderful and one of the women that was sitting in front of me She's nearly 60 years of age. She's beautiful. Actually, I think she is over 60. She's lost 
easily. She must have lost 28, 35 pounds in weight easily. She says, you've given me my life back. No, I haven't. She's taken her life back. She's taken control of it. She stopped eating garbage. She followed the plan that I gave her. And it's all natural. And we put lots of herbs in it. And we supplemented where we thought she needed extra. She looks incredible. And she feels incredible. So that's all we're doing. We're finding the way. And there's nothing out there that's not written in scripture. It's all there. It's all there. So you've got, yeah. you've got a choice here. You can believe this war on your mind that they've created something that is going to destroy you. Or you can say, you know what? I'm just going to get my immunity really good. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Kate, real quickly, um, did, I, I asked for about the transmission stuff, what you had looked in there. And I think maybe you sort of hit it, but I got on a preaching thing. Did you Did you clarify that with people? As to what Which you're seeing, this this idea that that people are shedding from the shots or they're transmitting or something like well, this. Look, how, how do we know that they're? Yeah. How, how do we? How know? do we know? Yep. Um, how do we know that someone is is being shed on? Right. That's the first thing. So let let's assume let's assume then for a minute that what they're saying is that we're we're all infected now. Okay. We're all infected with with what? Okay. So let's say we're all infected with that. Uh. What's an indication that we're okay? We're we're not sick. We're carrying on in our lives. We're not showing any symptoms. And we die of what? Old age. Or we get hit by a truck. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So what what you're gonna go looking? I could I could go and do a blood listen, I had blood tests the other day. All were in normal range and perfect. What is normal range? And there was a couple of things that I can kind of improve on. So I've not been injected. So what's an indication? It's like, it's let's let's say you've got a patient in front of you. Here's the patient's notes, right? <laughs> this bookmark. And this is giving me, he's having chemotherapy because he's got a big tumor in his liver. Let's say it's that. And the tumor's shrinking. And it's looking much smaller. And the doctor's looking at the notes. And he's looking at the scan. And the tumor's smaller. And he's looking at the bloods. And he's going, yep, yep, that chemotherapy is working because your cancer is shrinking. Behind you, the patient looks like death. They're vomiting because all the digestive tract is messed up with the chemo. They've got pneumonia. Their white cell count is through the floor and they can't fight anything. They're dying because their tumor shrinking because it says so on the scan. They're okay. Do you get my point here? Yep, I, I do. Stop worrying about something that you can't stop that's because right because right. if the very fact of them breathing out is going to give you what they've been injected in what are you going to do we're a res respirator living in an airlock air of course you're not you can't so what are you going to do you're going to put on your full armor of god and you're going to read scripture and you're going to maintain your immune system we overcome Satan with our personal testimony that the word of God tells us what the blood of Jesus does for us. So you you can't stop that. But this is what they're using. They're using a war on the mind. They're trying to terrify you for something that you have got no, you, you can't do anything about it. Now, people are saying to me, well, you know, dating sites. What if I, what if I go and, you know, I, I sleep with vaccinated guys? Well, you've got to ask yourself here. Should you really be going out there? I've been a worldly woman. 
Should you be going out there sleeping with loads of different guys? Because let's look at that fact alone. If you're having intercourse with a guy, when that semen enters your vagina at your cervix, your immunity goes, I don't recognize that. And it sets up a little bit of inflammation. Now, what happens if you then go and sleep with another guy? Your body goes, oh, don't know that. Another bit of inflammation. Don't know the, ne- the next one, the next one. So what do you got? Constant inflammation in the cervix. And what does that cause? Inflammation is the precursor to cancer. So you start to see uh, cervical cancers, particularly in those that have multiple partners. What happens if you don't do that? You don't give away your ACE card, which you shouldn't, because every time you're doing it, you're tithing with that person. Um So let's say that you don't and you wait and you get your husband. When you have intercourse with that person the second time, your body goes, oh, I recognize that. That's husband. No inflammation. Now you're in a a loving, stable relationship, which is better for what? It's better for the children. That's the way it's meant to be. It's in scripture like that. So really, if you're worried about going off with multiple partners who've been back, you need to say to yourself, should I even be going out with multiple partners in the first place? Do you see my point? Yep. Yep. And and by the way, those kinds of things right there, when you're getting down into the scientific parts of that stuff that we don't even see going on in our bodies, when you're doing that, you're you're in you're inevitably proving why God says don't thou shalt not commit adultery. Yes. And then Absolutely. and he ex, and he expounds that of what that command is. Look, it's just 10 commands. It's not these are not hard, they're not difficult. And I'm going to address this uh for for in the chat. And by the way, um, I, I wasn't trying to cap on you, um, Opal and um, LT Data. I forget what it was. I, I'm not trying to cap on you guys. I'm glad that you're in the chat. You're in the right place because, look, you're going to ask all kinds of questions. You, you, you really are. You're going to many people ask a lot of questions, and that's fine. Questions are good if they're sincere. If you really want to know, if you're just doing it to bolster yourself against God and his word, that's a whole different thing, okay? But it, I'm glad people ask questions. The only way I learn anything is to ask questions. And sometimes I have to be very tedious in that because I just don't understand something. So I think that's good to ask questions. But here's the thing. You guys have been challenging in the thing. Oh, we'll prove your God. Oh, it doesn't do this. But you want to rest on, and, and by the way, I want to get to the really and they're hard. Not listening, they're not listening to what we're talking about. They're, they're not this? hearing it. They're not hearing it. And this is not about you getting in some organized religion. This has nothing to do with that. This has to do with your worldview, your repentance of mind, and change of heart, and change of action. And I'm going to tell you. You, you want to blame God for the suffering in the world when God said, hey, I've given you everything in the garden. You can partake of it. I want you to take dominion over the earth. I want you to be fruitful and multiply. Just don't eat of this tree over here. That's what he said. It was one command. And what did man do? Nope. We think it's better to be deceived and to think for ourselves in the sense that we're going to determine what law is. Not that we shouldn't think. We should think. We should be open to hearing what other people say and process that through the Word of God and the world that we see in, because even the nature itself declares the glory of God. So we use both of those to do, and you'll see the Apostle Paul do this in the book of Acts, where he goes to the men of the day, and what he tells them is very simple. He starts with creation. And see, these guys have all these other gods, 
But the question is, well, why does God allow suffering? So let me get this straight. You don't want a tyrant, but you want a tyrant who will keep men from doing wicked things. That's what you want. That's what you want. You want him to stop you in your tracks for even questioning he exists. Now, if you want that, what if he decides, okay, I'll teach you a lesson. You're gone. You're dead. Would that make you happy? Because then you're going to know the truth for sure. But the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, why do, what, makes, what makes Christianity different? And I'm talking about the real biblical truth of the gospel. What makes it any different than any other religion on the earth? I'll tell you. Are you ready for it? No other belief system has a creator who created all things, both visible and invisible, who gave a simple law, which a man disobeyed, that resulted in their death and death coming upon the creation. If you don't believe that, read Romans where Paul says, even the creation groans to see the sons of God. It's seeing that restoration. Okay? No animals died before. We're not told any animals died before Adam. Adam brought death into the world through his sin. Christ brings life into the world through his righteousness. And so here's what makes Christianity or the belief system of following the way, if we want to be more biblical, here's what makes it different than than any other. All other gods want you to do things that are very fleshly. The Bible commands you to restrain your flesh, not to indulge it. And it calls you to repentance from doing what every other... If you go to Islam, what are they promised? What's the glory of their promise? You'll get 70 virgins indulging the flesh. indulging That's what it is. And they can take women uh, and just make them slaves. And they can make them sex slaves. And they can engage in some of the most barbaric activity there is. There are others who don't engage in that. And yet, they don't repent either. They still have fleshly indulgences that are there that they form up into their religion. By the way, Jesus addressed the religious hypocrites of the day. Read Matthew 23, where he addressed the Pharisees. These are the guys who are steeped in the quote-unquote law, although they mingle it with these written tra- or these oral traditions. And so when you ask, what is the difference? The difference in Christianity is this. God loved his rebellious people enough that he made a pact with his son before he even made the world out of nothing. And he promised them a people unto himself to glorify himself because God's not an idolater. And then he graciously offers mercy and bestows that mercy and that love upon a people for whom Christ died. Now, here's the question. Are you going to submit to that and see the change that he'll make in your life? Or are you going to keep on with your, 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 your sophistry? That's what I call it. Because you ask all these questions, but you never respond to the questions pointed to you. Never. Where does your God come from? Well, where does your nature come from? What was before your nature? If you want to ask who was before God, God has always been in existence. He's a spirit. He's not like us. He's not like the creation we see around us. He's independent of that. He's holy. That's what that means. He is separate from it. And so he is distinct. And yet he has demonstrated his love in this, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And by the way, let me just make another correction here. Buddhist versus Muslim, that's irrelevant. 
you asked what makes it distinct. No other religion, none, and I'll address the zeitgeist stuff and the lies that they tell about you know, you know, their supposed gods dying for the sins of the people. They don't. People are lying about what the history is there. By the way, the Bible is not 1,400 years old, by the way. We have manuscripts dating back to the first century of the New Testament, and the Old Testament is clearly at least 1,500 years or more older than that. And, and it was written by a number of men across a span of time. So, so you don't know what you're talking about. You're making accusations. You're asking questions, and then you're not willing to answer. I'm willing to answer any of your questions. What is a spirit? Well, it obviously isn't a physical body, is it? I think you know what a spirit is, Opal. Why don't you a answer any of my questions? It's because you're not interested in really dealing with the world that you live in. If who I'm, needs to go and read the Bible? Yeah, I'm, I'm more than willing. Bible, you'll find all the answers there. I'm willing to engage people. And I'm willing to even say, hey, I don't know anything about that. Let me go. I'll see if I can find an answer. I'm willing to do that. Are you willing to do that? If you're willing to do that, maybe we could do a show, Opal. I could have you on the show if you want to come on. I'll give you time to talk. We'll have a back and forth. I think it will be beneficial for people. Um, LTCD. I forgot your name. Sorry about that. LTCD data. Um, so as nature put it another way, do you say God made the world, the universe, and life on earth? Yeah, of course he did. But nature didn't no, do hang that. Hang on a sec, Tim. Hang on a sec, Tim. Yep. No, they would... They would have you believe Darwin that um, yes. the theory of evolution, the clues in that title, theory, yeah. That's uh, right. and they would have you believe that most of your DNA is junk. I mean, if you're actually believing, even when none of that is proven, then uh, you need to get some zinc and some magnesium into your brain because it ain't firing right. Yeah, and just, uh, you know, Opal, you didn't just trip in here, bro. Or sis, whatever. I don't know. I, I have to kind of guess at that, and I'm not trying to be offensive. No, in God's providence, you're here. In God's providence, you're here. There's no doubt in my mind. Nothing happens apart from God's providence and apart from his decree. And so even your questions, even what you're throwing up, you're going to even account for one day. Look, all of us die. Every one of us die. And we're going to stand to give an account for all the things we do, good and bad, in the body, including believers, by the way. Paul says that we're going to give an account to him, too. And so mine isn't to beat you over the head. I can't change your mind. I can't change your heart. I can only tell you the truth. But I will answer, Opal, are you saying everything you say is right? All you do is ask me questions, but you never answer mine. Why don't you answer my questions? I'll answer your questions. I have no problem doing that. If nothing happens without providence, then what is free will? Free will is you doing what you do making choices within the confines of your ability and your only ability opal and you're demonstrating in this in this chat is that all you can do is sin against god all you can do is question god that's all you're doing you're not questioning me yeah that's exactly what you're doing that's exactly what you're doing you can do no good according to what god has said is good even jesus himself said why do you call me good only god is good so the question then is this I've already thought through these things. You're still in elementary school. I'm not trying to give you a hard time, but you're still in elementary school. I've already thought through this stuff. I know what I believe, and I know why I believe it, and I see evidence of it. Let me, let me just give a quick in, uh, uh, an example, and then we're going to close out the show. 
When the Bible tells you not to do certain things, and this will be the result, when you do them, you will see the result in your life. Why? Because it's true. And when the Bible says that when you follow Christ, men are going to hate you, men are not going to want to listen to you, men will even want to kill you to silence you if they could do it. And if they are allowed to do it. They'll, they'll try to do it, and they do that in some places in the earth. The Bible says when you do certain things, you'll be blessed. And when you don't do certain things, you'll be cursed. That's, that's something, that's a fact and evidence that we can see in our world. Nature doesn't tell me that. Nature may indicate that something is wrong. For instance, if you're a man and you engage another man in sodomy, it's clear that doesn't work. I don't have to get into the details about it. Everybody knows who has a thinking brain, they know it's wrong. And that's what Romans 1 is about. They know it, but they profess themselves to be wise. So God says, okay, have it your way. Go on in your sin and enjoy your sin for a season, but it's going to bring a curse on you. That's what it's going to do. And so you can sit here and ask me questions all day long, all day long, but I've seen neither one of you answer any of mine, not a one. And that's because you're sophists. You, you ask a question, you get an answer, and then you divert from something else. You want to deflect from yourself and dealing with your own sin and your own hard heart. And you want to say, well, I doubt. So if you doubt, if you have these kinds of thoughts, here's what's going on. You're unsure of even what you're talking about. That's the reality. That's what you're telling everybody in the chat. You're unsure of the world that's around you. You're unsure of the nature of the world. You're unsure about the nature of your sin, of your own heart, of the people around you, of the creation, of the God of creation, and of the nature that you proclaim as your God. You're unsure about it. That's what you're telling us. And you want us, misery loves company, you want us to be as unsure as you are. That's what you want. And the Bible says that broad is the road that leads to destruction. There's a lot of people going down that road. And the message we have for you is not one to beat you up. It isn't one to put you down. It isn't to say we're better than you because we ain't. Neither Kate nor myself. All of us are under the judgment of God, the condemnation of God for our sin. Not for the sin of everybody else, but for our sin. We have to give an account for that. Let me ask you something. Do you have idols? Yep. You guys have already said you have an idol. It's nature. Did you put a God before God? These are the commands. Yep, you put nature, but you put the creation before God. Yep, you did that. Do you take his name in vain? I don't know if you do that or not. You don't claim to be a Christian, but it's possible. Do you keep the Sabbath day holy? Do you have one day in seven that you rest? Probably not, because you don't believe in that kind of stuff, right? But you, you would like to have all the days off of work you probably can't have. See, that's fleshly, and I get it. I get it. Do you kill? Do, do you murder? Maybe not physically, but Jesus said if you hate your brother in your heart without a cause, you've committed murder. Do you commit adultery? Have you lusted after a woman in your heart who isn't your wife? You've committed adultery. That's what Jesus says, and he goes back to the law and pointing that out. Do you bear false witness against your neighbor? Do you? Hmm? Do you do you do that? Yeah. 
You probably do. You've probably gossiped about your friends or your enemies or, or me or whatever the case may be. Do you, do you covet? Do you desire to have things that are your neighbors, your neighbor's wife, your neighbor's house, any of this kind of stuff? Guess what? You are under the condemnation of the law of God. You're not under my condemnation. I don't exert condemnation. But God does because God, the title there that's given there, his name is Yahweh. When we speak of God, we're speaking of the lawgiver. We're speaking of the judge. And you're going to give an account to him. And my desire, it, I don't get anything from you being converted to Christ. I get nothing from that. I get no money. I get no applause or praise. And I don't want any of it. But I know what God did for me. I was in rebellion against God. I lived my own life. I was brought up in a Christian home. My mom and dad were faithful to pray for me and to teach me the word of God. And I just indulged myself. If you guys have ever read the story of the prodigal son, that was this guy right here. Adopted kid, my mom and dad. I mean, you talking about the picture of God doing for people what he says in his word? That was me. Ephesians 1, my parents, let me, let me correlate that. My parents adopted me. My mom and dad weren't even married. My, my biological mother and father weren't even married. My mom, the only thing I know about her is she was a straight-A student in a nursing school somewhere here in South Carolina. And she put me up for adoption. And my parents, who were godly parents, adopted me, probably when I was like one month old or so. Made me their heir, gave me their name, loved me as though I came from their own bodies. And I said... Yeah, that's all nice and everything. I'm going to go indulge myself in the world. Just like the prodigal son. Go read that in the Bible. I was that guy. That was me. And they continued to pray for me. And God answered their prayers. And he changed my heart when I was in rebellion. I wasn't even looking for him. I wasn't in a church. In fact, I was doing things that were contrary to what he had said. And when he changed me, I didn't even know what had went on. Mm. But the fact of the matter is something changed in me. And I ran to him. I, the, the, the simplest thing I can say is I just said, have mercy on me. I, I'll do whatever you want from now on. And that was God working. That wasn't me figuring it out. That wasn't me going through a long string of asking God questions. Because I'm going to tell you what, when you come face to face with the living God, your mouth is stopped. All the excuses are out the window because you're under judgment. The law slays us. It shows us our sin. And Christ resurrects us. Ephesians 2, we were children of the devil. And yet the Bible says, what does God do? He quickened us. Who is the one who is rich in mercy? He quickens us and he makes us alive. And you know what, guys? Thank you for your questions. Whether they're sincere or not, I appreciate you coming in. I really do. Because it gives us a chance, an opportunity to present the gospel that saves man. And I'm going to tell you this. You cannot unhear what you heard on this broadcast. You cannot unhear it. And neither will anybody else. And that's why I say it. And that's why I have confidence. I'm hoping that the God I speak about, the true God, the true and living God, Yahweh, will do for you what he did for me. And when he does it, 
I hope you'll give him glory. I hope you won't come and say, oh, Tim did this and that. I, I hope that won't be the case. I hope you'll give him glory because he brought you to repentance and he brought you to faith in the Lord Jesus. Because the fact of the matter is, that's what we're aiming for anyway. I'm not looking to cut you off. I'm not looking to mute you if you have questions or any of that stuff. I'm really not. I like the questions. Because those, when people ask me questions, if I don't have an answer, I want to go and I want to find the answer. None of us want to be wrong, do we? We don't want to do that. We don't want to be wrong. We want to be right. And so we sharpen one another. So Opal and LTCD Data, I think that was the name. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for putting them in. I just hope you'll listen and you'll ponder what's being said rather than all of a sudden throwing up arguments which you never answer my questions. And you have to answer those in yourself. You, you've got to answer them, and you've got to be accountable to God. Uh, Kate, is there a final word you want to give? I, I just wanted to give that out. Um, normally, I don't yeah, on Saturdays okay. lead into that, but I'm thankful, for I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for the opportunity to speak the truth about what the gospel is, because the gospel is not tack Jesus on here, and we have a big building, and we, you know, praise ourselves, and we have a little fraternity club that we call a church. No, the gospel is calling sinners to repent of their sin against God and against man, which their sin against man is ultimately against God, and to glorify God in that. And I'm going to tell you what, when you get that worldview, if you think you love men, if you think you love men now, which you're sorely deceived about, you'll really see what it is to love men. You'll really see what it is to love God. Because it will change your entire perspective because you've been given a new heart and a new mind in Christ Jesus. Kate, I'm going to give you the last word there, and then we'll close out the show. Okay, so so we now know if you are eating sugar... Uh, just one molecule of sugar, you're going to deplete yourself of magnesium really quickly. So what what are you going to get with that? Any muscle in your body will go into spasm and they can be really serious if you're deficient in magnesium. Cramps, tremors, seizures, eye twitches, migraines, bronchial spasm, asthma, Raynaud's syndrome, um, the peripheral arteries go into spasm, spastic colon, sudden death in athletes. And that's where they train and train and they sweat a lot. And they get deficient in magnesium and then they go into this spasm in muscles and it can affect all the muscles in your body. And if it's the, the ones for breathing, you'll, you'll get sudden death. Neurological and psychological symptoms, anxiety, depression, obsessions, hyperactivity, inability to concentrate, poor memory, vertigo, psychosis, confusion, panic attacks, aggression, mood disorders. Magnesium deficiency stimulates histamine production. So if you've got hay fever and asthma, you're deficient in magnesium. That's exactly why. Hypokalemia, that's low potassium in your body. You're not going to rectify that. It doesn't matter how much potassium you put in in the hospital till you sort out the magnesium deficiency. And this is where, you know, just, just that in itself, your green leafy vegetables are full of potassium. So... Deficiency magnesium will knock the rest of the minerals in your body out of balance. That's your manganese, copper, zinc, uh, um, iron, potassium, all of them. And it causes endothelial injury and dysfunction. Now, if you speak to doctors, they'll tell you it's really difficult to correct a magnesium deficiency. But you're never going to correct it if you don't stop eating processed food and sugar. And so that takes me to 
what you're seeing with these people that have had these injections is you're seeing all of the aforementioned, all of those diseases I've just said to you. You've just seen all of them. And why are we seeing it in some people and not in others? Maybe it's speeding up because it's a cluster bomb. And if you're doing all of the other stuff, you're assaulting your body, you're going to go down quicker. And that's why we see even people that aren't vaccinated, like our good friend, Jeff. So what you've got to do is you've got to correct all of it. And it's very easy to do when you get on the right road and you'll start feeling better for it. You'll look better. You'll mentally be better. All of your ailments will disappear. And this is what we're aiming for. Um, So, you know, just what you were saying there, Tim, I, I wasn't a Christian. But once it happens to you and it happens, I feel quite sad for people that have got no faith and no belief that they think they must be really scared of dying. And most of them are really scared of dying. And um, well, this is why we put forth the the, the one who said he is the resurrection and the life. The Lord Jesus is the resurrection of the life. Yeah. People are scared of living right now. You're scared of living. That's why people are going out, wearing a mask, getting the vaccine. You need to live your life. You need to enjoy your life. It's not an endurance test. It's here to enjoy. Everything is here. We just need to utilize what we've got. So I'm going to take this little fella <laughs> okay. for a walk. And, and Nelly, who's actually not got out of her bed yet. Nelly. Oh, Nelly. She's under that blanket. <laughs> <laughs> they pulled the blanket up over themselves. Where is, uh, where is, our, where is our mascot the there? Blanket. Where's our mascot gets- at? Uh, oh, Dave, Dave's, I mean, Dave's got dragon breath. Ugh. His breath is so, I know he's, he's gone out now. I, I heard him go out. <laughs> Floyd is always outside. Floyd is, Floyd is my mancoon and he's taken to ambushing me when I go to the garbage. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, he comes out from under the, the summer table is covered with a cover. He comes out and ambushes me and shreds my legs. So, so you got a question here. Uh, Basil Brush asked, uh, Kate. So who wins in a fight, the cat or the dog? <laughs> well, you know what? We have a pecking order in my house. And uh, I like to think that I'm I'm the top dog. But uh, let me tell you the pecking order in my house. Right now, we have Gloria Gaynor upstairs. I will survive the cat. Nobody gets beyond the stairs where she is. Even Floyd, who is enormous, won't go up there because she comes running out with her tail going round like a helicopter and sees them all. <laughs> That's hilarious. She's from, she's from East London. She's nine. But downstairs, <laughs> the, yeah, she's a hardcore, but she is gorgeous. And you know what? She was really slim when I got her. Now she's getting, she's getting a Shemarani fat cat uh-oh, attitude. Uh-oh. She got a, she like, I, I just have to tap the plate with my fingernail for the evaporated milk and that chick comes running. So downstairs <laughs> in the house, the pecking order is as follows. Nelly is like the she's the uh the bouncer she loves them all <laughs> and she's got she keeps them all in check after nelly it's floyd the cat the big mancoon <laughs> after floyd it's uh lulu who just is beautiful and squidgy and everybody loves lulu even the chihuahua goes up to lulu the cat and starts like siding up to her and lifting his leg to show her his undercarriage. You know, take a look at that package. Mm. And it's really quite funny. He hasn't quite worked out yet. She's not interested. She's a cat. Um, next one down is Rafi, the chihuahua you've just seen. And Dave, sadly, is the lowest in the food chain. <laughs> so when Dave comes in the cat flap, he has to run 
to get on the table, to get onto the couch, to get onto the worktop because Rafi chases him. Then Rafi comes out from under the table with a big piece of white fur in his mouth. You know what? Really we jo- we need to have video of this. I think it could. We could put uh, we could put some <laughs> Benny Hill. We could put the Benny Hill music on, and uh, and that would be that. Well, would, it's entertaining. In here. I think it would be. I think it'd be very it entertaining. entertaining. And you know what's even more entertaining is when somebody <laughs> in their infinite wisdom comes in with a bird, oh, or fro- a frog. A frog, frogs are always a good one when the cats win. Sometimes one of the, Lulu brings in the mice, the voles, spring, she always brings them in. She bites the head off and then Nelly eats them. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. So here- I'm standing in the background, retching, going, Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Well, listen, Kate, we always appreciate you. And it's never a dull moment on Saturday. I don't care if we're talking about something serious or usually we're talking about something serious. There's never a dull moment here on the Sons of Liberty with Kate Shimerani on Saturdays. There's just never a dull moment. And I think that's why people turn in, they, they love you. They love you, uh, appreciate your stand. They appreciate you the information much. you give. And uh, again, people, you can check out Kate on Unity News Network on Wednesday night, 7 p.m. UK time. That's 2 p.m. my time. That's Eastern Standard Time. And that's on DLive.TV. And help me, I'm, I'm right, forward slash Unity News. Is that how they have it up? Yeah, it's, uh, is it, uh, I, I, I think it's, that's it? what it is. I'll put the link yeah. in. DLive.tv uh, forward slash Unity News. Yeah, so I think that's what it is. What we're going to do. DLive.tv forward slash Unity News. And if you want to donate to the, the uh, station, you you know, you can, even if it's just a pound. But we're going to have, i tell you what we are having. We've got a merch store coming Uh-oh. and it says uh uh kate shemarani the natural nurse army you can have a cup with my face on it well you know what i here's what i think <laughs> i'm gonna give you an idea you can cut me in on it if you sell something but i'm doing I, a calendar as well i think you need to come out with some cups and some shirts that say i'm a fattest oh yeah that would be quite funny i think that would be great that and, would be and great i'll bet some idea. people would buy and, it and I'll, also have I'll bet some people says, would buy it <laughs> I'm a man-loving heterosexual woman, and I'm fattest. And I should even—I'm—I'm I'm even going to have a fat Dave cup. Oh, and that's not now. I—I I can already tell you. Show, I can already tell you. People in the chat will be buying the fat Dave cups. They will. Yeah, you know what? The you very need the Pink first Panther show, on there with him though. Fat Dave was on the very first show, and just so that you get a feel for it, I talk about what's in the news. That's the first thing. Then uh, we we do in our interview. Then there's a little health slot where I'm going to give you some advice. I'm going to get my whiteboard in on the shot. And then there's there's my dating advice, which has got a little bit of music that goes with it. And all my dating advice generally ends with the same thing. With 9 billion of us on the planet, don't take any nonsense. Next! Uh, you know, don't take any nonsense from anyone. And then I do my final word. And uh, it's always a piece of scripture. And it's wherever I am that week. I did a piece of final word in the forest and it was a piece uh, from scripture. So every single week, that's another little bit that's added in. And I have to thank Gold Eagle for, uh, he does all the stuff in the background. He's putting stuff up as we're talking about it. And also Stuart Wilkie, who has just done tireless research for me now. And Charlie Ponderishi. Um, an amazing, amazing cameraman, and he makes wonderful short videos. So they'll be on there. I couldn't do it without all of these people behind me and everyone that wants to watch the show as well, which mm. is great. 
and uh, we will get it on and tie it up and don't forget as well children's health defense tv um have asked if i want a monthly slot on there as well which you know i i i'm grateful for all these platforms Amen. to get the word out there and um you are what you eat today's food becomes tomorrow's cells and no amount of exercise or pharmaceutical drugs are an offset for a poor diet mm. and it's as simple as that amen Amen. Kate, thank you so much for uh, being with us every Saturday. We really do. We are thankful to God for you. Uh, SDG, as I say, Sola Deo Gloria, that means to glory, the glory to God alone. Um, so if you guys see that in the chat, that's what that means. Um, it's what the Reformers held, one of the five solas that they, they put forth to break the back of the tyranny of Rome over the people in Europe. And uh, thankfully, that all came over here. That was really what instituted and influenced our forefathers here in what we know as the United States. They came out of Scotland. They came out of England. They were leaving the the Antichrist system. Now we're experiencing that. We're experiencing the Antichrist apostate system of Rome's influence upon the United States because Christians have been ignorant, they haven't known the Word of God, and they haven't obeyed the Word of God. And they've departed from that, their God, wickedly. And so God's bringing his curse us. In any case, Bradley be with you at three today. We went two hours today. Kate, you've stayed a little bit longer than the, the 20 minutes. But uh, hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you off air. Bradley be with you at three for two hours today. And then, look, get with the people of God. Even if you've got to do it in your own home, read the Word of God, pray together, have a meal together, show hospitality to one another, spur one another on to love and good works. That's what we're called to do, love and good works. That's what we've been saved for. Love and good works, glorify God. Do that this weekend, and then, Lord willing, I'm going to talk to you at 6 a.m. in the morning on Monday. Talk to you then. See you.